podcast show. I'm Colin. I'm here with my other co-host, Andrew, and we have some NFL news, NFL draft updates, and draft grades for you today. Andrew, why don't you kick us off with some NFL news? Yep, this is going to be a quicker episode. We're glad to be back on the actual podcast. Thank you guys for the support on the live stream, by the way. If you like that, let us know and possibly could live stream some future episodes. But getting started, um, it was a great draft. We went over that. A bunch of teams had some great picks, um, some early round steals, some late round, some not so good picks. But um, overall, I'd say it was a great draft. I had fun watching it. I know that, but um, we had fun watching yeah. along, especially the first round and the in the later rounds as we were we were watching. We both update each other. You know, oh, um, Tyquan Thornton, who we thought was going to go in the fifth round, just went in the second round of the yeah. Patriots stuff like that, and. Um, uh, that gets you all hyped up and, yeah. and just wondering about your draft news. But uh, right now we're going to head in some NFL news. Do you have uh, that? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, going to NFL news. We have a bunch of news now. Uh, one of the big ones, one of the main ones is uh, D-Hop got suspended Ooh. for for performing enhancing drugs for seven weeks. That's big if you're what, a receiver. What are your thoughts on the DeAndre Hopkins? Well, before the draft, it would have been terrible for them. But now that they got uh, Hollywood Brown and the Hollywood Brown Kyler connection, I think that brings out a whole different aspect of that team. D-Hop is a major role, possibly even, I'd say, a top three receiver in the NFL, which is huge for all teams in the NFL, basically. But that is huge for the Cardinals team. Hollywood Brown's got to step up and got to show up until week seven when uh, D-Hop comes back. DeAndre Hopkins allegedly said he did not know he was taking something that was performance-enhancing, mm-hmm. which I could definitely see I, because I think, the FDA doesn't yeah. regulate if maybe he could have had a supplement or something that that wasn't really regulated and had something in there that it wasn't really yeah. supposed to be there he was not knowing he was taking it it could be that or um who knows i think uh, I what just I, don't want this to yeah. ruin him i'm gonna stem off that what i saw is i saw a report that he's it, they got the test for the drugs around november that's when he hurt his i think it was his knee and he was taking stuff for that so that could possibly be there could have been something in the medicine that activated the performing enhancing drugs he said he never remembers doing that so nfl's got to investigate that they're going looking into that now hopefully he could be back by the start of the season um but another piece of news is nfl announces five games for the 2022 international series which is big and i yeah. know there is two they are playing the game in germany game in germany that is the Mexico. seahawks and the bucks isn't there three games there's, in london there's three games in london and a game one in mexico in, one in mexico one in germany all right so so let's go over the games real quick. Um, we have the Minnesota Vikings versus the New Orleans Saints at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium in London, UK at 9.30 a.m. I know when we were at work one day watching one of the Jeez. London games, it was sweet because we got to watch that game and then that ended. And then the Sunday slated game started at 12. And then you go to the 3 o'clock game. So it's basically all-day football. Yeah, it's it's pretty much. I mean, it's it's sucks for the players to be honest. The players yeah. absolutely hate it, but to the NFL owners and fans, growing the sport is a necessity that is needed. But um, what else? Um, and then the that? New York Giants and the Green Bay Packers playing the week after the Vikings and Saints at the same stadium, the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium in London, UK. And then the game after that, obviously, it's the Jacksonville Jaguars versus the Denver Broncos. We can see Russ's UK debut, unless he played there before, but as a Denver Bronco. Jacksonville Jaguars always play there. This is the week after as well. And then the week after that is the Bucks and Seahawks in Germany. The first ever game in Germany. Um, yeah, the first ever game in Germany. Uh, growing out the sport, let's see if uh, the event gets a lot of people up and moving. Yep, and then... 
the final game is the Niners and Cardinals, Monday a divisional night. matchup in Mexico, which is close to where they play. It's a Monday night football game. Yep. Monday night football, I think it's a brilliant idea to make it a Monday night football game, if we're going to be honest, have more eyes on it, more yeah. international eyes on it. It uh, makes it so it'll get a lot more people watching. So I absolutely love that, and that will – uh, that will not wrap up our NFL no, news. No, we, we got, got some, some more, more NFL, NFL news. news. Yeah, we bad. do. Um, um, We do have Tyron Matthew going to the Saints on a, what I believe is a two-year deal. Tyron Matthew was a free agent for a while now, Um, but I think that's really big for the Saints. They needed that guy. They went in the draft saying, hey, we need a safety. Did not draft a safety. Turned to the best guy available. Tyron Matthew's got experience. Great for them. Uh, another notable news is the Chiefs sign undrafted free agent rookie Justine Ross. Ross out of um, Clemson, very fast wide receiver, very good. There were a lot of NFL teams were scared because of his injury prone history, uh, but glad he gets to see the land with a very good team. And if any team's gonna know how to use a wide receiver, it's gonna be the Kansas City Chiefs. And hopefully he finds a lot of success in his career. And um, yeah. Uh, and then team. another thing is the Browns signed a former Texas Tech basketball player, which is more players that got out of the draft from a Texas Tech basketball team than actual Texas school, which is really sad. And now heading, I believe that wraps up no, our. No, oh, we got, got more got news. Else. We got more news. Ryan Tannehill on oh, Malik yeah, yeah. Willis. He said, "I have no problem with Malik. I don't think it's my job to mentor him." But if he lear- learns from me along the way, then that's a great thing. A lot of people are up in arms about this comment. A lot of people don't like what he said. What were your thoughts on what Ryan Tannehill said on Malik Willis? I don't like it. Um, just simple as that. I, I just don't. When you're that veteran guy, like the Bears brought in Andy Dalton. He's had experience in the league. It's, you're brought in to mentor the guy below you. You're not in to play. You're not there to be the career guy. Ryan Tannehill, he's on the downfall. He's been in the league for a while, but... I think you got to be supportive of that young guy. Be supportive of the guys in the I, league. Give I mean, us, he didn't give him some tips. I mean, he has the right to do that, but he didn't. He didn't technically go after Malik Willis. He never yeah. even said anything about Malik Willis. He said, "I actually, he actually has no problems with Malik." Um, but he, I, I mean, I kind of agree with the opposite of your status there. It's kind of hard when you get an older guy and then a younger guy trying to replace. And as the NFL grows, you know, a lot of people, you got to pay older players more money mm-hmm. than you have to play younger players. And it, it's a tough balance, especially at the quarterback position. It happens at every other position. But you hear about the quarterbacks because quarterbacks are the main thing in the NFL. So, um, yeah, and Ryan uh, I don't disagree a, with what he yeah. said. And in fact, uh, it, it's not his job. Yeah. In fact, it, it's not his job to do so. He could help him a bit, like, hey, if he's got a couple questions, you, you can, he'll probably answer it. He's more of a stand-up guy, than, but he's just saying he's not going to stop everything he's doing just to oh, mentor yeah. Malik Willis. That's not what you're supposed to do. You're supposed He is a starter as of right now, and he's supposed to prepare like the starter, just like uh, Andy Dalton was a starter. Mm-hmm. He had to prepare like he was a starter, and yeah. if he happened to help um, – Justin Fields, helped Justin Fields, and he yep. did. And even Justin Fields said um, Nick Foles was the best mentor to him because Nick Foles didn't actually start. Nick Foles was uh, in in the back third string for most of the season, so he was he was and there then, to yeah. help help um, Justin get up to speed with the NFL and the NFL offense. And uh, 
uh, a lot more than a starter would be. Speaking on Nick Foles, Bears did release Nick Foles. They couldn't get any trade offers for him, so I think that that was bound to come. Bears fans saw that coming. We didn't really need him anymore. Bears need, I think, a third-string QB, but they got to also pick one of those guys up. They got a good draft, um, especially in the first round. They had a very good draft. Yeah. Um, but I uh, also think they might be poised for next year. If you look at it, the quarterback class with, and obviously they weren't comfortable with any of these quarterbacks in the draft. Um, so, uh, yeah. Um, and then another thing is Mike Tomlin said, Kenny Pickett certainly has a chance to be Steelers weak. one starter as a QB he says that um that that I don't necessarily think you start a guy like that week one I think he's pro ready but I think you got Mitch you signed him to that contract you have him for two years use Mitch you know you got to try out the guy Mitch has experience Mitch was also a former first round pick second overall pick actually which was a stretch but I think Kenny picking him for some reps during maybe some close games or not even close games like big league games or maybe throw them into start a game even yeah um I, I i kind of agree with that another piece of news would be the chargers are signing free agent cornerback bryce callahan to a one-year deal former bear also um boosting up their um se- secondary that looks very good as of right now another piece of news is rob gronkowski said to sports illustrated that he would sign back with the buccaneers if julian edelman signs with them too so are we gonna see it we we might see it who knows what do you um, think do you think we'll see it i i don't know uh rob gronkowski his body's starting to wear on him and wear really bad does he really need the money probably not he can go anywhere else and um, keep his nickelodeon job but uh, Jeez, I mean, I don't know at this point, these two, if they want to come back, maybe they do. And if they do, good on them, but, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah, uh, really, that's all up in the air. That's probably, Gronk is probably going to come back anyways, even if Edelman doesn't. But Okay, let's move on to our next segment that pretty much wraps up the news mm-hmm. segment for this week. Now heading into our segment, reach or steal, first round selections. How this will work is I will say who selected them at where, and we'll say, is this a reach or was this a steal? All right. And we'll we'll each give our opinions about that, and uh, hopefully we'll uh, disagree with a lot of these mm-hmm. things. But um, it's it's very fun. We'll start off with... With the first pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Trayvon Walker, edge rusher out of Georgia. 
Was this a steal or was this a reach? I think it was a middle. It's, it was expected, so I think it's a steal. Um, basically, they were going to go for him anyways. They are going to set for him anyways. He's very athletic. I'm, I'm going to have to disagree with you on that one. I don't think it's in the middle. I think it's, I think it's a reach, in my opinion. I think uh, uh, Aiden Hutchinson is a, a, a bit better than uh, Trayvon Walker, and I think he would have fit a bit better in their defense. But um, – I think it's just a bit of a reach. I don't think it's too much of a reach where it's it's kind of the acceptable reach. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, it's all right. I, I don't I don't mind it. But it, it, to me, it's it has to be put in a little bit of a reach category until a couple of years where we can say, yeah. hey, this guy was the stud. It was the steal of the draft. Or, hey, this guy was very much a reach. Yeah. But uh, let's go on to the next one with the third pick in the 2022 Second? NFL. No, third. Did you do Hutchinson? No, no, we're not going the whole thirty-two draft. Oh, I'm right. just naming off some guys that oh. either would, some people would stay would either be a steal or would be a uh, all right, a um reach. And with the third pick in the 2022 NFL draft, the Houston Texans select Derek Stinley Jr., cornerback out of LSU. What are your thoughts, steal or not? Reach. I'd say a reach. We had him in our mock drafts, and we had him going at eleven. I don't necessarily need, think that was the Texans' number one need, but great for them. He's a great player, but I think it was a reach. I kind of disagree with you on, on that thing. I, looking back at it, I had him very low, and and after my initial reaction of it, I even uh, think I said, oh, "I get it. He has elite speed. He is very good." Um, he'll be a very good, solid cornerback, lockdown cornerback for the Houston Texans. And he really needed him because those guys were going back to back. So, I mean, Houston, I think they got a very good pick. Derek Stanley Jr., I, one of the best cornerbacks in this draft. And they pretty much felt like he was the best cornerback in this draft because they took him at the third overall pick. So uh, let's move on to the next one. With the 14th overall pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the Baltimore Ravens select Kyle Hamilton, safety out of Notre Dame. Is this a steal or is this a reach? Obviously a steal. Kyle Hamilton, we had him going really, really high. I think he's a great player, great stud. Ravens need that safety. Ravens need that DB backfield energy. Kyle Hamilton was a steal for the draft. Oh, I 100% agree. Kyle Hamilton is the steal of this draft and will be the steal of this draft uh, as we see in a couple years. I mean, Kyle Hamilton is just a phenomenal type safety. The Ravens did a great job in this draft, as we'll we'll mention later in our, some of our draft grades. But um, he absolutely great. He's a generational type safety. They said um, one of the best players in the draft when he was drafted. The problem was is it was a safety, and there were some other guys that positioned you might not need a safety as much, but hey, if this guy's a generational type safety like he is and like he's projected to be, hey, I love the pick and you get him at 14. That's mm-hmm. a great pick to me. Okay, let's move on to the in the 24th pick in the 2022 NFL Draft. The Dallas Cowboys select Tyler Smith, offensive lineman out of Tulsa. What are your thoughts? Is this a steal or is this a reach? Um, they needed a tackle. I don't know much about this guy, but I, I can take over if yeah, you, you take want, over, want yeah. to. I believe this was much of a reach. If you think about a first round guy, he's a you have to get someone that's a plug and play type guy immediately. 
Uh, in my eyes, that's a first-round great talent that separates like a first-round quarterback to a third-round quarterback. Like Malik Willis didn't go in the first because he's not a pro-ready guy. Uh, he's not a day one you could plug him in and start him. Um, this tackle is a very deve- developmental, and for a Dallas Cowboys team that needs to go now, they need to go now. The NFC is wide open for them to take. Uh, it's not like the AFC. They need to go all in now. Their team, and I, I just don't get this pick. He's a, he's got. I get his size. He's very athletic. He's just he's just a developmental project, and I, I don't think the um, Dallas Cowboys have time for him. Uh, I, I had him going maybe late, like later than this, or um, in the second or range. Uh, but uh, I, I don't really understand it as much as, especially because Tyler Lindbarn, uh, the center out of Iowa, was there, and you could you could have picked him and maybe uh, moved on from somebody. But uh, uh, I really didn't like the pick, and I thought it was a pretty much a reach. But um, yeah, and then Tyler Limber, it is Limber what it bomb. is. And the Ravens saw that they didn't pick him. They're like, ha ha, look at you. And then they and traded up and got him. Yeah, that, which leads us to the next one with the 25th pick in the 2022 NFL draft. The Baltimore Ravens select Tyler Limbar, not the sa- uh, the center out of Iowa. What are your thoughts? Is this a steal or is this a reach? A steal, honestly. The, the Cowboys should have obviously selected him. If you're not gone earlier, I know a couple, talking to a couple people, they wanted him to go 16 to Washington. He's but he's very yeah, it was a steal for them. Good. That he dropped, uh, and they were able to trade up for him. And the Ravens in the draft in general just had a very very good draft. We'll get into it in our next segment, as we'll we'll actually lead off with them in our next segment. As we'll go through our draft grades, we're not going to go through every 32 NFL teams. We're just going to give you three teams that we thought did the absolute worst and three teams we thought did the absolute best. Why don't you give us our first three that you did the best? Obviously, for best, I know we just went over at the Ravens. Why isn't that? Ravens, obviously, because they got the steal on Hamilton for him dropping that much. And then they also traded it up and got the center, which are much needed positions for that team. And I think they're they're considered a winner, although they got rid of Hollywood Brown. He was dropping passes for them. Lamar wasn't using him to his potential. Um, and I think he's just it's just great for great for the Ravens because much needed guy. Got some extra picks out of him too. Um, and then for my next, do you want to go over your first one? My first draft winner, I had the Ravens as one of them just because their first round was so good. Yep. I'm going to lead off with something that I think we all could agree on was one of the best NFL drafts would probably have to be the New York Jets. If I can find what I Yeah, they got with getting Garrett Wilson, Sauce Gardner, trading picks down and getting more picks for the future. And getting your Jermaine Johnson all in the first round. That is great. Oh, yeah. They got, with their picks, they got uh, Sauce Gardner, uh, Garrett Wilson, Jim, Jeremiah Johnson, Brees Hall, who is said to be the best running back. What the heck is that? I have no idea. You go check that. Um, Brees Hall was said to be the best running back in the, uh, in the draft. They traded up to get him. Uh, then picking a tight end out of Ohio State, a tackle out of Louisiana, and an edge rusher out of Texas A&M. Um, they're very good. It was clear that Brees Hall was kind of a reach, but it was a reach that was pretty
pretty acceptable yeah. because of what they get. I, I'll give them a uh, draft grade of an A. I think they did very, very well. I would also give the Baltimore Ravens actually an A-plus on their draft because they drafted yes. every everyone correctly. And as long as Lamar stays healthy, the AFC is going to be so interesting this year. With the electric Ravens, with the Bengals coming off of a Super Bowl appearance with the Browns at Deshaun plays and the Steelers that division itself along with all the other close divisions is going to be very interesting this year but my next leading on to my next draft winner I would say this is a hot take they don't have many other but specifically for one guy I would say the Arizona Cardinals the Arizona Cardinals why I would say because Hollywood Brown and Kyler Murray were teammates in college we saw how that turned out with Jamar Chase and Joey B. I think I just really I just really like the connection. I like that they were able to bring him back and just give up give up minimal for him as well. And them getting that steal. But the Ravens also leading off of that and stemming off and getting rid of him and getting picks off of that. I'd say it was really a steal for the player they received more than the players they drafted. I, I don't think they um if we're talking draft grades, I, I wouldn't put them as high as you did. Obviously, they did flip it, so they basically got Marquise Brown as their first-round first draft pick. Mm-hmm. They also picked in their second round with the 55th pick. They um, picked the tight end, Trey Bride, out of Colorado State. Then an edge rusher out of San Diego State, edge rusher out of Cincinnati. Obviously, they won two edge rushers in the third round. Um, a running back out of USC, a guard out of Virginia Tech, a cornerback out of... Valdista say what <laughs> or an edge rusher out of um Penn State in the seventh round in the seventh round they also got a guard out of Oklahoma they had an all right draft I'd give them probably about a B uh, I'm gonna be a little generous here I'm gonna give them a B maybe a B plus on this one um uh, despite from their basically Marquise Brown trade I, I don't think they're too I don't think they did terrible but I don't think they did the best they could do uh, with my okay, who's your next winner of the draft? My winner of the draft. I'm trying to find what I wrote down for them right here. Your second winner. You oh, you wrote down your worst ones. I word wrote down my worst ones. Um, probably it would have to be the Kansas City Chiefs. Would have to be my best, best one of the best drafts I have seen in a while. Jesus, oh my gosh, my Chromebook is is delicious. I would take you can you uh, yeah I would I you I, go I to really yourself. I can't find my I really Chromebook. wouldn't agree with the Kansas City Chiefs. I would although they got some good guys they needed. I would take the personally the Giants over them or another one that I was gonna say it's another hot take, but if they're set up. I'd say the Philadelphia Eagles. They got the steal on the fast guy, Jordan Davis, plus drafting I, a center for the future over Jason Kelsey, and they gave up their first round. So now they have two next year and two the year after that. So if Jalen Hurts doesn't in play the third and, round, which is very, very good. And they also got A.J. Brown. So if And say for the future, Jalen Hurts doesn't play out, you have two first-round picks next year and the year after to draft maybe someone like a Bryce Young or like any of those guys from, from an elite college and someone that could possibly turn out better than Jalen Hurts if he doesn't. Yes, and uh, now, now I found what I was getting. And you got to look at the Chiefs draft, and you say they hit on every single level. This draft I absolutely love. I completely disagree with what you said. I have them having an A-plus draft grade. This draft was 
really good for the Chiefs. They got Trent McDuffie in the first round. Then they have in the 30th pick, they had um, uh, edge rusher George Kanafalis out of Purdue. Very, very good. Then you got the speedy wide receiver Sky Moore out of Western Michigan. Then they got Leo Chenno out of Wisconsin, the linebacker that I absolutely fell in love. They got Darian Kennard, very good run blocker. Um, he'll uh, a tackle. I mean, this they got a lot of really good players that they can plug in their offense and defense. They did an absolutely phenomenal job that, in all that three is days. A, and in my opinion, they, they have one of the best drafts. That is another team in the AFC, like I'm saying, stacking on. Another team that is going to be elite in the AFC next year and having to compete through all those teams. And on to, I think I got my three winners. Do you have one more winner? Um, Do I have one more winner? You know, I'm going to go with... um. You know, it's not really a winner. It's in the right direction. In the right direction probably would have to be the Houston Texans. Yes, they did draft uh, Derek Stinley Jr. They did draft a couple other guys, but I think they were they're in the right direction. They're rebuilding, and uh, um, they drafted the safety out of Baylor that I really love, um, uh, Pytree out of Baylor. Um, they got Green, the Texas uh, A&M guard. He's very good. Uh, these are all guys that can contribute to their offense and defensive side of the uh, football. Um, they're in the right direction. They're heading in the right direction. Davis Davis Mills is going to head in the right direction, in my opinion. Uh, and they're going to be uh, a little bit better than they were last season. Now let's go into our worst. What were lead us off? What is was your worst? Draft great. specifically for their first round pick, they pick Cole Strange, the offensive, was estimated as a third round draft pick. Oh, he's all the guys that could have picked over him. Any of the guys who went early. Second, really, but I think it was a stretch for him. Belichick knows what he's doing, so I'm going to trust the process. But I'm saying that's going to be my worst. Belichick. Draft. Didn't really do good in this. In this, uh, I mean, he reached on Cole Strange. I mean, he. I don't know what tape he was really watching, uh, but um, he, he his mechanics needs a, a bit more helping. He's not a plug and play type guy uh, to help the New England Patriots out. Um, and I don't get Tyquan Thornton out of Baylor in the second round, the fiftieth overall pick. That is a reach, in my opinion. Both a very Big, big reach. Yes, Honestly, I get, he, I get he ran a four. They could have picked. He's fast, but he's not the best value. You could have picked him later in the draft. I, I mean, if he turns out to be the next like Randy Moss, and I'm completely wrong, then clip this and say I'm completely wrong. But I just, I just and don't see the second round. They could have picked from. They could have picked Cole Strange at their fiftieth pick. Honestly, you would have stayed. Um, but There's a lot of things. What that is they your could have worst? They one also you drafted think? a quarterback out of Western Kentucky, which I don't know why you drafted a quarterback oh, yeah. in the fourth round. Uh, I think if you're gonna save that, I have one. If you're gonna save that for a waste of draft, if you're gonna save that, get it like at the end when all those other teams are like last minute, like the Niners, the very last Mr. Irrelevant pick picked uh, the quarterback out of Iowa State. That, they're using that because if Jimmy G doesn't play out, they have a backup ready for them. I see that because that's the very last pick. But in the fourth round when he just drafted Mac Jones last year, they don't have a backup right now. But that's a little sh- much of a stretch for a backup quarterback. Save that for this late sixth, maybe seventh, or maybe trade up in the seventh. Get away one of your sevens next year for a quarterback. But that's a stretch for me, honestly. In my, I, I'd give them probably a D at best to their yeah. draft. I'd um, say the if Patriots. at most a D plus. 
I I would probably give them that that draft grade. Ah, uh, I mean they got a couple good guys, and hey, maybe they hey, proved me wrong, Patriots. Bill Belichick knows something for a reason, and hopefully he does, and he didn't just reach on those guys. But um, heading to and that's saying as much as we're as for Bill Belichick is like. We yeah. expect him to always do things good, and uh, sometimes he, he's also human as well. Uh, what I have as might surprise some people, but uh, I have the I have the Jacksonville Jaguars have one of the worst draft grades out there. I can see that. Um, Trayvon Walker, we mentioned him. He's kind of a reach, but not as much of a reach. Devin Lloyd, which is very good, but then you also get Chad Mua out of Wyoming in the third round, another linebacker, and you signed another linebacker in the offseason. It just doesn't make sense to me. Um, I just really don't like their their, their draft as much. I, I kind of give them probably a C at best, uh, maybe a C, C minus. That's what I do. Yeah, I'd say that. I'd agree with that. Besides Trayvon Walker and having the hype around the first round pick, nothing else really good came out of the draft. Um, but my second worst, I'd have to say, would be Washington. Um, with the 16th pick, they did trade down and they drafted a wide receiver out of Penn State, Jahan Dotson. But I don't think, if you're Washington, that's not your number one priority, a receiver. When you already have Scary Terry, you need someone on that defensive back. You need someone, you already got Chase Young on that D-line, but you need like a linebacker. You need someone electric on that defense in order to combat with that Scary Terry. See, I, I definitely agree with you. I think their first-round draft pick was kind of a reach, especially when you could have had someone like Kyle Hamilton without yeah. trading back. And I, I don't know. I, I don't really like it, but um, it is it is what it is. And, um, I, yeah, I really don't mm-hmm. I, I give them probably a B, maybe a B, maybe C, something like that in that range. I'd give – and then my, one of my other worst draft grades – is the Chicago Bears? Yeah, I know that this really, one hits close to home, but like we gotta give it. I to I love the Bears, and I'm the first one I'm to just, criticize about. I'm gonna them. say I'm the first one to love what they do. I'll say what I say, and then you, if you disagree, you can say it afterward. In your first two picks, you could have get got some good wide receivers on the board. Pickens was there. You had uh, more. Uh, Sky Moore was there. Uh, I mean, you could have, you could have gotten a better wide receiver in the top two picks. Instead, you needed to boost the secondary. Which, yes, the secondary needed to be boosted. We got a cornerback out of Washington, a safety out of Penn State. Those two are solid players. But then, in your third round, you are going to draft the wide receiver, and it's the oldest wide receiver in the draft. I'm also the I don't second like passes. The, he's the second old. He's the oldest wide receiver in the draft. He's a very late late bloomer, as we might say, but uh, it took him till his redshirt senior year to do something at least uh, credible. Uh, credit, I'll give the Bears some credit. They turned like not many picks into a lot of picks for this season. Uh, basically, their first-round draft pick is Justin Fields because they traded that away. They could have gotten a lot more with this uh, in this draft, but... Um, I'd give them probably a C, maybe C plus at best. But yeah, I, I'm really not a fan I, of the draft, but it is what it is. 
you know, I'm biased on this because, you know, we're Bears fans. But I really like the Bears picks. Um, I mean, not personally one of the best in the drafts. I'd say, if anything, really around the out of like 32, I'd say around 13, maybe 17. Not the not the complete worst to me. But I I like Bears drafting safety. I was I was first I was like eh, with it, but then I like Bears drafting safety. Well, I mean, we haven't had that true uh, strong safety yeah. since Adrian Amos left for the yeah. Packers. I like I like Bears drafting that safety. They need to get like those that, guys, but, but I, mean, I, I I'm, really I, you need a wide receiver. You need someone to build Kyler, and help Justin yeah. Fields around. And, also, I mean, uh, you didn't help your main guy. You're trying to develop quarterback is a lot better to develop than a kind of a safety. Your safety can only take you so far, but developing your quarterback or helping your quarterback will take you to a Super Bowl. So yeah. I don't know where I, you get your priority straight, Bears, but I like a. Uh, Total, uh, they did draft a punter, which they needed. They also got had to sign a guy, but I think drafting a punter, yeah, getting him young. Punter was my favorite pick. Yeah, getting him young. screaming at the TV like, yeah, we had a punter. Yeah, we don't have O'Donnell anymore. And then they got also got Tristan Ember, yeah, a running back out of Bears. The weirdest thing is is that this is the one of the deepest in the draft class that they would be the first punter off the board that we had a couple of surprising. It's a surprising little fact, but it's a true little fact, and it's something that's interesting. Yeah, in total, the Bears did draft a corner, two safeties, a running back, a punter, a receiver. Four linemen and a defensive end. I yeah. I like them drafting four linemen, just not that late. Um, I think two of the guys are arguably starters. Uh, the other guys will probably just be backups. Um, I like the punter, the receiver, Velas Jones. Like you said, he's older, but I like him. The reports have said Justin Fields picked him out. So if I trust that Justin Fields liked him, they could get that connection there with Darnell Mooney. I'd like to see that, but I don't believe it till I see it. Um, and then Kyler Gordon, I like him. I was looking at some of his highlights. Jaquan Britster was better than Kyler Gordon, in my opinion, by looking at his highlights. And then their running back, Tristan Enber, he's a power, or he's not a power back, he's a speed back. Yeah, they need that speed back with Tariq Cohen being on. They, they'll probably use him for special teams, honestly. Mm-hmm. And moving on to your next draft, worst draft picks. What's your next one, Calvin? That was it. Well, that was your last one? That was the and then did I say my last one? I don't know if you did. Or I don't think yeah. I did say my last one. Last oh. one. My last one, honestly, would have to be... I have maybe the Minnesota Vikings. They didn't get many needed positions. I think they did get that Zadarius Smith in the offseason. But I think um, they could. They had receivers. Possibly they have Dalvin Cook. They have James Madison. Let's see who. Um, but I just don't. I, I didn't like the Vikings. They didn't have too many standout picks. They mostly traded down. So that's possibly for the future. Um, once they, if they decide to get rid of Kirk Cousins. But um, what do you think about the Vikings draft count? I, I really didn't like it. You traded down, especially in the first round when you had Kyle Hamilton on the board. Uh, you traded down to the last pick, and you let a divisional rival steal Jameson Williams. So now you have to face him, and you draft the second-best corner in this draft, when you safety in this draft, when you could have drafted the best safety in this class. Yeah, It just didn't really make sense to me. Um, but, uh, I, I really didn't like their draft at all. I think you had it correct, but, uh, I don't know. I th- There's nothing to sit out. Nothing, nothing that stood out to them. No. I mean, the Colts, I really didn't see anything either, but I don't think they had a bad one if they didn't have a, didn't really pick any, any picks at all. Um, but 
Do you have any more coverage on the DraftCon? Uh, no, I think that's about it, and I think this wraps up our episode of the Anytime Sports Podcast show. If you like the episode, leave a like, leave a comment in the comment section below, and subscribe. And then we also uh, created a new shorts channel. Check that out in the description. We've been getting some views on that. Um, yeah, so we just post short videos from our podcast. Yeah, and we'll catch you later. So see you guys. Peace.